Some of you may be looking at this, uh, coming to this room quite regularly. So um, <laughs> it's quite useful to have these sessions because you've got a like a bookmark. Where was I last week? Now what's happened in this week? What was this week about? Uh, you, know, you, you get a review. And this, certainly this is an element of monastic life. You have repeated um opposed to days and so forth we just can't say well what was that last week about or two weeks about or even what was this day about in review um and this is a skillful use of um of mind uh to to recollect reflect to take a topic and, and consider it and turn it over open it up what's in this good bad interesting mistake what is it keep on track Keep on track with what's going on. How are you going to learn otherwise? If you got it wrong, that's okay. Getting it wrong is an occasion for learning, not an occasion for blaming, an occasion for learning. Now, actually, I asked for some questions because, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people and I'm, in a way I'm coming into your lives and I want to hear from you because I don't feel entirely balanced if I'm just talking to a screen you know and this is the situation we're in uh, uh, and so I really want to not just give lectures but also hear your concerns and um, feel like I'm responding and so we are actually our sense of being in in a stream together is is deepened by that um, a couple of questions came up um, the first one really is, is seeking, well, it's about manas and chitta, which I was talking about last week. And in fact, what I've just said as I began this was an example of how manas and chitta work together. You get a concept, which is a job of manas, and you review it. How, how does it feel? The concept could be, how was it this week? It's not a brilliant idea, but it's a useful pointer. You just grab you know, the experience of the week or the day or the hour or what I was like with him or her, how was that? And you get a feeling for it. So manas is the thing that grabs the object and then chitta feels it. And this is where you, the appropriate use of mind. And without this, we're really driving without a steering wheel and any navigation. We don't have this reviewing experience um, these two qualities or two aspects of mind manas and jitta now this week i use the analogy of a hand imagine the mind is like a hand and manas is the fingers that can reach out and grab something pick it up yeah, like that yeah like that depending if it's hot or cold or big or soft or whatever it is and grab it and jitta would be like either the skin or the palm, it receives the impression of what's been grabbed. And rather like the palm of the hand, it's not good for grabbing. Fingers are good for that, but fingers are really their main aim is to pick things up. So to the skin or the palm is to feel it. Yeah. So you need to go together, otherwise, how are you gonna really, you know, get anything unless you've got a manas that can pick it up and bring it into your jitta to feel it. If you don't get a feeling for it or a reference to it through your jitta, whether jitta is disturbed, 
pleased, excited, confused or neutral, then there's no real learning uh, process that's pertinent to your liberation. You may learn all kinds of other things with your manas. You can learn about algebra or geography or business uh, management, engineering. Those are all just managing particular concepts and objects and making them work. But liberation, you want to really, how's this affecting my chitta? So that I can, for a start, know perhaps what a skillful thing for me to turn this manas onto, because this is giving me an agreeable experience or a deep experience, or an experience that's telling me about ethical qualities. Didn't feel very regret over that, or feel I've upset somebody. Don't like that. I feel I've, yeah, you know. So we're really trying to work out our ethical. Um, domain also uh, is, this, is this leading towards a sense of freedom or release or is it leading to congestion the more tangled your jitta will tell you that manas doesn't so manas doesn't have this feeling receptive quality jitta does uh, now it's not that we're always trying to f- have a good feeling even, <laughs> but to know where one is getting a, a response. Not that these responses are always necessarily accurate, but they're telling you something about the about your chitta, that it does respond. Um, and these responses could be quite contaminated. You might have all kinds of biases and uh, sore spots or numb spots on that chitta. At least you need to know that, yeah. because then there's the possibility of recognizing where one gets a very strong reaction of some kind or another, or an, or a numb place where, or one feels a lot of regret, disturbance, and so forth. So that that particular aspect of jitta could be given attention with manas and proper response made to it, calming, steadying, understanding, inquiring, liberating, freeing, soothing. And this must be our main work because jitta, however erratic or confused it is, is the main thing because that's what's going to go into the next birth. (laughs) This is the jitta gets born again and again and again. Manas doesn't. It's a one-life job. Yeah. The jitta is that is there anything that's going to get transmigrated? It's going to be this this effective medium that goes from one birth to the next, and the liberation of jitta from that is the main aim in this life to liberate it from greed, hatred, and delusion uh, as best we can, and in the long run to liberate it from generating selfhood and personality and so forth. So jitta is the primary thing, but jitta can't know itself unless there's some something referring to it. How is this? How is this? How is this? And giving it, being able to to practice with that. Now, jitta gets contaminated or affected. It gets damaged. 
by um, abuse, it's damaged by unskillful deeds, bad karma, confusion, attachment, numbs it or restricts its capacity when we're stuck on something. Uh, uh, and so this jitta is rather like a very energetic, dynamic experience. It's not really an entity at all, but it's something that's, that's rather like, um, you know, like you see oscilloscope, where you see kind of constant wave vibrations happening and something touches it and you get shh, shh, something like that. So this jitta has been touched by many, many things in its process. So it's often shaking and rattling around and it's got places where it's been hit so badly it's just damaged. You know, it's, it's, it's biased, it's hurt, it's abused, you know, traumatized, and it's shaken up. Now those experiences have to be carefully steadied and handled. And this is in a way what this feedback between manas and chitta is about, so that we turn our attention, our manas, towards something that will provide what jitta needs to settle itself, to heal itself, to strengthen itself. And the agent of that is called manasikara, which means roughly attention. Manasikara. So you can understand manas, manasikara, obviously they're conjoined. Attention then is that grabbing focus. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it does. It doesn't feel not about feeling anything it's just about picking something up um, and jitta is about chitana and chitana again quite obviously if you listen to the language jitta chitana chitana is about impulse volition something arises and it jumps or it shimmers or it slides or it shifts there's this constant shifting quality you can experience so these two attention and intention or volition or impulse, some fundamental qualities of mind in the conditioned sense. Now, jitta has its problems. Manas has its problems too, because you know sometimes the the, the manas faculty is handling so much stuff that it it, it can't. Its fingers are full already. <laughs> And this is very much the case of what I'm saying. Meditation is a chance to simplify because a lot of the time we are handling the business management, the household, the finances, the da -da -da -da. we're handling the circumstances and the objects that come into our life. And Manas is the great object creator. It creates concepts. Manas, he kind of creates concepts. I've got to get this done by Tuesday. That's a concept. Tuesday is a concept, right? And there's no real thing, Tuesday. It's just light and dark, you know? <laughs> uh, but, but of course, we call it Tuesday. Everybody calls it Tuesday. And it's, so it's on your calendar, Tuesday. So there it is, Tuesday. I'm going to get it done by Tuesday. That's a purely mind, that's a manas created experience, which can generate all kinds of jitter effects, like oh my goodness, it's urgent, I'm frightened, I'm nervous, or oh, I've got to wait that long, or something like that. So these, these concepts and conventions can stimulate jitta in powerful ways that make it more and more disturbed. 
but when it's the manas is handling so much of it, it doesn't even bother to refer to chitta anymore. <laughs> it's too busy handling the stuff. And this is again is the human experience. We're so busy dealing with our stuff, we don't even really know what we're feeling, apart from just overwhelmed. And you talk to somebody, you don't really know what they're saying because you're too busy. You don't listen that deeply. Uh, so this can be that what we need to find is something we simplify. And, and so one of the trainings of manas is to get simple. And so you simplify the steadier, the more in-depth appreciation you're going to have of experience. And clearly what renunciation is about as a as a resource for our lives is to, to learn to not take on too much, even if the rest, so there's some pleasant things out there that you could have, interesting things, just say no, because I just, you know, my mind is too full already. And so these two, so manas can be afflicted and chitta can be afflicted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> you can also lose touch with each other. That is, uh, the manas creates a, the object, we can be objective about something, and jitta is the subjective aspect, how I feel, and they can lose touch with each other. We can just be totally subjective. I'm feeling this, that, and the other. I'm feeling all these feelings, and whatever it is. And so we, we become self-obsessive whatever anybody else is feeling or thinking doesn't matter because my feelings are the most important thing um got no 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 uh, perspective on it no um, proper reference to it um, because just to bear in mind because you're feeling something doesn't actually mean it's necessarily coming from an unbiased place of clarity right doesn't mean you shouldn't feel it, but you're feeling it and it's creating all kinds of disturbance and you've got to consider, is this because of the my mind is sore in that spot or is it because this is something that's really directly uh, inappropriate or abusive? If I've got a sore spot on my chitta, then manas pop something in that and it hurts and I get very reactive to it. Um, okay, now I'm not... That's good to know, because then maybe I say, okay, let's look at that reactivity and what is that sore place. This is where you begin to realize the nature of karma. Um, Things we've done will create these impressions in the mind. The jitta could be quite sore through harmful uh, deeds we've done or even harmful things that have happened to us to make the jitta sore or unbalanced. So that we see something, it reminds us of that terrible thing that happened five years ago. Even though it's, we know it's not the thing, in our brains we know, yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's not him, but he reminds me of that person who attacked me, I feel fear flooded. So manas sees something that, that looks like and takes that and takes that impression, puts it into that sore spot and ooh, flares up. He reminds me of, yeah, that sound reminds me of. Uh, and 
certainly always affects a curve. Um, so the objective sense is, is well, it, it looks like it, but it actually isn't it. You know, let's say a dog did bite you five years ago, but that dog didn't. <laughs> so there's this need for manas to be objective. That's his function. Uh, but of course, it goes wrong if we're just being completely objective we become insensitive so whatever you feel doesn't really count not just insensitive but we're not really noticing what jitta effects have to be dealt with my fearfulness my uncertainties my passions my uh, sense of righteousness has to be understood so these afflictions have to be understood and if Manas is too busy doing stuff and too busy getting things done is the main problem of Manas. It gets, sees all the things because it's creating concepts and it's trying to organise everything into these nice straight lines and concepts to get everything done by. So it gets very, very busy and it gets so absorbed into events and circumstances, managing them, handling them, uh, that we lose touch with how am I feeling about all that? What am I doing it for? Wait a minute. What am I living here for? I'm not a machine. But manas on its own can turn us into machines. This is certainly a problem for humans these days because now a lot of time we do spend with machines of some kind or another devices, screens. Probably we could spend more time with a device and a machine than with a person. Or if you're with a person, you're not really with them. They're just uh, another object. Oh, that's the boss. That's the secretary. That's the policeman. That's the that. That's that. That's that. Just an object. Not sentient being, feeling things, just a figure on a screen who represents something to me. She represents something I don't need to consider. Um, He represents fear. she represents desire. Yeah. So they just become objects. And this is certainly uh, apparent in human behavior. We create each other's objects. Manas um, just gives us a, a way of buttonholing somebody, you know, putting them in a box. And our lives become very much in boxes with the idea that if you get the right box, everything's going to be fine. Get those boxes lined up nice and tidy and the future all sorted out. You'll be happy. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deception because you just get incredibly busy and also irritable because life doesn't fit into boxes and people don't need to fit into boxes and you don't fit into a box. So it was, what's going wrong? Why am I this? Why doesn't he do that? Why don't they behave? Why is it, you know? Because <laughs> life isn't in a box. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an object that you can handle. It's, it's an it's a pr- experience you have to participate in right now, not something you can have lined up for the future. Right? It's something you're participating in now. And really the most accurate thing is that this is the, this is the excitement, this is the impulsiveness, this is the eagerness, this is the agitation, let's deal with that. If I deal with that, then the right containers will 
happen by themselves. The right container is mindfulness, not a box. So we're training, reflecting on this, putting the two together. Because this is how karma works. It means if you've got vipaka karma is the is the sore. It's not always sore, so there's some pleasant spots too. But take that as an example. You have pleasant spots and unpleasant spots. Places where we're very reactive, places where we're very beautiful, uh, generous, comfortable, places where we're not so nice. Yeah. Vipaka. And then there's causes and conditions that have created that, and we don't need to go into that. What you do need to know is if you keep the disagreeable places and the agreeable places in your chitta, they will be the basis for how you act. So you'll keep creating karma. That means every time something hits that sore spot, you'll keep getting annoyed and complaining and feeling upset and feeling hurt and wounded and so forth. And he doesn't, life is unfair. (laughs) And every time you hit that pleasant spot, you think, oh, this is right. This is the way it should be. I want more of that. Um, And this is karma. And that just goes on. And as long as the jitter is doing that, it just goes on and on and on through life after life after life. So we need to work out these strong reactive places. Um, Of course, attention can also be completely distracted, looking somewhere else, or not seeing things very deeply, just a superficial quality of attention. So training, fundamentally, in this respect, Although there are many aspects to it, but first of all, you have that pause, just to wait a minute, what's going on? Stay interested, connect to what's going on. And the first agent that does that is called Yoniso Manasikara, which means careful attention or attention that deepens into the chitta. Yoniso Manasikara, it means that whatever is thought of, we get the feeling for how that's affecting me whether I'm delighted with that thought, I feel stimulated or confused. The only, the only so many sikara connects the manas to the jitta. Without this, we don't have a chance. Yeah. Without yoni so many sikara, we do not have a chance. It's that important. How else are you going to know unless you directly bring things to, to your jitta, to how, how it's affecting you. And the only so many sikara does it, it's called deep attention. Not just looking at the surface appearance of things, behaviours, whether it's right or wrong or effective or takes an hour or six hours or whatever it takes. It's worth this much. But actually, what's the, what's the impression that's happening in the jitta with that? Without this, there's no, no path. And Yoni Somni Sikara takes its um, assurance in Samaditi, right view. It means if we, um, based on the sense that you, we do all have the ability, if we do connect to the chitta, to begin to discern this is skillful, this is unskillful. This is just nature. You know, chitta, however confused it can be, it's got this primary sense, it is an ethical sense. This feels skillful, this is taking me to a tangled place, or to a beautiful place, or to a dark place. Yeah. 
So Dhammaditi is the understanding of that. This is what you need to know. This is right view. Now, also just a little quote here, because I looked at this question. This is from the Udana, the um, fourth book, the first sutta. And I don't read a bit in the Pali, because you then you can kind of begin to acknowledge something. Kuda vitaka sukuma vitaka. Kuda vitaka sukuma vitaka. Kuda, small, low, inferior, petty. Vitaka, thought conception. Sukuma, pleasant, agreeable, um, fine, refined thoughts. So, so it's saying some thoughts are petty, small, ignoble, and some thoughts are fine and refined. Um, Anugata manaso upilawa. And also there is the mind getting excited, the manas getting excited, um, elated. Ete avidva manaso vitake hurahurang dawati pantachitto. Not having understood these thoughts of the manas, the unsteady mind runs here and there. So these two words, manas and jitta, appear in this. So clearly here, manas is the, the one that does the vitaka, which here is translated as thought, which is reasonable. Um, and then because of this, and it gets excited by its thoughts, it gets interested. Oh, I thought this great thought. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so it gets, it gets fascinated with its own thoughts. And people do. I do. <laughs> Uh, so the mind gets kind of a bit up in itself. We think we know it all, you know. Oh, I got all this sorted out. And we get a little bit puffed up, maybe. <laughs> all nice and clear. Now I got it sorted out. Whatever it is, I got the, my project done. That's it. Nicely. That's it. Good. Yeah, I feel good. Played with some thoughts. That's what you did. <laughs> But not having understood these, the jitta is, um, it runs here and there. It's running around. It, it's, it's shaken by this thought process and it's running around. Yeah. But meanwhile, manas is so kind of excited by all this or, 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 or that it doesn't really notice that your know, mind is running around. It's going so quick, it's operating so fast. Uh, now, here the word vitaka for thought, which is not bad, but vitaka is only one part of thought. Vitaka is the part of thought that just immediately conceives. Like, oh, that's that. That's that. That's that. That's that. Uh, uh, it's it's the, the pointing. That's that. That's that. That's him. That's her. That's Tuesday. That's that. Do that, do that, that's it. Yeah, it's got the click, it's the orders of the mind and the immediate hit of the mind thought. Uh, this again is used a lot. It's part of what thinking is about. There's another aspect of thinking called vichara. Vichara means having had a thought, concept, 
you you explore it. How is that? How is that? What's that like? Why is that? So this itself is called complete thought is vitaka vichara. Uh, and then it's very much like what we're encouraging is you the very the idea you have or the thought that jumps into your mind, you take it in and how is that? Taking it to chitta. I mean, clearly in this verse, there's no vichara, it's all vitaka. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just a problem in this verse either. <laughs> it's a problem in life. We've got all the words, got all the thoughts, got all the ideas. Nobody listens to themselves or to each other. Yeah. And you see this happening in uh, so-called communication. Means when I get to say my bit and he goes, uh-huh. I haven't asked him what he felt about it because uh, he's just someone I need to deal with. Yeah. And we all get this. I, I can be someone who needs to be, uh, people see me as something to deal with. So give me a line. Uh, can I do this? Can I do that? Or what do you think about it? Is it yes? Is it no? Nobody well, you know, actually wants to know what you're feeling about it or what's happening. <laughs> you know, because you're an object. Vitaka makes you into an object. Yeah. And uh, the second question is going to deal with some of that, some of the horror of that. It's to deal with racial discrimination and violence, how people get made into objects just because of a minor aspect of physical appearance. Yeah. And then treated in a very abusive uh, way with no sensitivity to, them, to what they're feeling or experiencing. As as human beings, as fellow humans, and this is hugely violating. And unfortunately, clearly, we might have heard the news of these uh, terrible incident in America, which the person is referring to, and naturally, there's a lot of rioting because this is not that unusual, and people feel they've had enough of being treated like this. And you can sympathise with it. But it's essentially you're an object, and that's what deal with it. So the mind is then chitta is then not being referred to in its full sensitivity. So vitaka vichara, touch something, how is it? Say something, how is it? Talk to somebody, ask them, how did you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, did you get it? Because often we assume, certainly I do, that having said something, somebody really gets it. Maybe they got some of it, but you don't know. Could you at least ask? Uh, how was that? Did you get that? How? Bring me some, give me something back, you know? Am I too fast or tone wrong, please? Or let me know. So we can do it in ourselves and also with another person. And if we don't do that, then we, we're only half here. And unfortunately, the half that's here is not going to get us liberated. It's going to keep us doing the same old stuff because we never learn a thing. <laughs> As we've seen in the case of this racist 
um, incident which has been going on for 400 years at least in one country and I'm not saying America is the only country that has racial problems yeah, or various kinds where people become the other how do we deal with that well this is for the start this is how we deal with it um you know we we uh how i feel how do you, you know, we talk about it we ask each other about it and we're not saying who's right or wrong we just want to touch the heart recognizing if you do that steadily in an open way sooner or later you're going to find the place in the heart that feels ah oh, i'm being listened to oh, this sore spot now is no longer so sore because i can feel also the quality of sympathy yeah and recognizing we all have sore spots yeah? and the quality of primal sympathy occurs this is because you're listening you're hearing me Therefore, even though I have been hurt, yeah, I can, you know, I can get through that because the healthy aspect of the chitta has been accessed. The receptive, uh, the unblemished, which can then begin to direct itself towards the uncomfortable parts. And we also need to do this in ourselves. So it's in other people, also in ourselves really much the same thing we develop the practice is really a relational practice you're relating to your own thoughts and problems and emotions and to other people's in a way that how is that how i feel what's the response is that yeah. and we really this means that the beauty of this or the power of this is that we don't necessarily have the answer as I don't have an answer for this friend who's asked me this question about how should she, re she or he respond to this terrible state of affairs in her country, or his country. And my first response is, I don't know. Um, I feel shocked. Um, I, feel I feel overwhelmed. I don't know. I mean, because it's not, this is systemic. How do you deal with systemic delusion? Apart from feel suddenly overwhelmed by it, shocked by it. Okay, well, I'll feel that. And I'll start to handle that, be with that. And then maybe from what I've what has come from dealing with that, I can find a response of some degree of compassion, uh, willingness to engage with people of different views from a place of compassion from a place of sincerity and maybe this is the best thing we've got because clearly as this person's sensing and enough for me to say there's no confidence in the leadership of the country to to do this and <laughs> i i kind of feel very much the same way because they just want business as usual they don't want to go into the dealing with the problems they just want let's get on get some more money business as usual is what we want we don't want this messy process of opening up pain that's not what our leadership is about political leadership it's got 
It's not about enlightenment, get it? <laughs> you know? And frankly, the more that the leadership of our countries is driven by economics and power, the less it's going to be associated with the welfare of the people in that country. Check it out. Yeah. What do you mean? You've, you had a family of five people, and all you're interested in was the your status and your status and who's got the most money. What's it, what's your family going to be like, <laughs> right? Now, if you so really, if we have a nation of twenty million, hundred million people, ten million people. You know, I mean, what's the chance if you're constantly just into material gain all the time? And really, this is part of the whole racial problem. It's not, it's about creating uh, a poverty group. Anyway, we're going to go into that right now. This is a whole kind of social analysis. I don't really want to, um, you know spend more time on it i haven't got that much time and you know it's not for me to really i'm not a learned scholar but uh, you look at the signs of how nations work and how they don't work and you're saying look you don't really have a nation here <laughs> you know it's and you know and it's 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 just not working uh, and if it knew, if it knows that, if it actually acknowledges that, then we've got a chance. And it's not because of him and him and him and him and him. Well, it may be, but that isn't going to answer it. Yeah. What we know is we feel everybody's feeling uncomfortable and in pain. We've got to get together to find where we're healthy. And we, we bond around our health, not in punishing and blaming and judging, is not going to get us out of this mess. And this is what we have to do to ourselves. Same process. You know, our faults and blemishes and attachments and so forth. Yeah, when you start to see them, it's not a very comfortable experience. Seeing your pettiness or jealousy or, you know, passions and craving and addictions, it's not a glamorous viewpoint. <laughs> but, you know, what do you want, reality or what? Or, or, or sedatives. <laughs> so you say, okay, well, you know, it's shocking, but also the understanding of, of Buddhism, even though it does present you straight on day one, there is suffering, you know, it's right there. It's not to make you more miserable. It's saying, look, if you know you're sick, I tell you, there's a possibility you could heal it. If you don't know it, you're never going to heal it. But the nature of jitta is that it's not completely sick. There's a primary sense of clarity and empathy and the healing potential is there if you know how to handle it. Yeah. And you need to keep touching the good spots with your manas, bring them into your attention and refer things to your sense of integrity, concern, uh, conscience, uh, feeling of remorse, I'm sorry, you know, I want to do better, uh, feeling of, of loving kindness then you've got some chances you get those, because those potentials will then begin to clear the confusion that has caused these blemishes to occur. And this is our training. Yeah. So, um, 
well, <laughs> we're getting near the end of the hour. <laughs> Whatever an hour is, you know, it's concept again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, we, how these how these conventions take over days, times, hours. Uh, yeah. and really, I uh, know it's just it's just precious to share truth and not have a deadline. <laughs> to share truth and not have even have an answer. To not put things in boxes, but just to share the joy, the sorrow, the confusion, and the, and the healing of the human condition. Uh, and it's a, it's a conversation that can go goes on and on and on until things have ceased. Yeah. Having so back to our verse again. Um, the next the next verse, having understood these thoughts of mind. Vitakas, having completely felt them, sensed them, one who is ardent, mindful, restrains them. That's what you do when you, you know, you'd send a message out to your manas, hey, less please, just less, just take your time with that, handle it more carefully. That's what Jitta says. Otherwise, I can't, how am I going to process it? Also, the, even, even the excitement that hasn't arisen. It's watchful for that. Don't get lost in your ideas and your plans and your strategies and your this means that and the other. Your nice little boxes. Don't get lost in those. Having done so, a Buddha has given them up completely. Who needs boxes? <laughs> right? Because they were thus there to make our lives more convenient and comfortable. That's what this whole think that's what societies and rules and words and language are all about, making our lives more comfortable, convenient. And if we don't, but the weird thing is, if you don't handle them properly, they make your life more miserable and confused and overwhelmed. So you use concepts and conventions as is necessary in order to understand where the jitter is stuck, attached, confused, happy, bright, clear. And if you touch into that, then the jitta can begin to take over till eventually you don't need manas. Manas is not, it's not a thing, it's just, it's just a system, you don't need that system. Last quote of the evening. That place should be understood where, the, where manas ceases and perceptions of mental phenomena, thoughts and ideas fades away. That base should be understood. How can we understand it? We understand it not through manas, we understand it with jitta. Jitta senses the ending of the thought process, the ending of discrimination, racial or any discrimination, putting people in boxes, ending of putting people and things into objects, strategies, ending of that. Therefore, because the jitta is confident and complete in itself to respond with its own resources of wisdom and compassion and clarity and stability and dispassion. That place should be known and understood 
when manas ceases, because this is where, when manas ceases, there's nothing to deal with. Entry to Nibbana. But when there is things to deal with, there's things to deal with. We deal with as best we can, but you're looking at systemic abuse, recognize you're not going to fix the system on your own, certainly not. You're looking at something that's ingrained into a culture and a society, you individually are not going to change that. You may be an agent in the change if you find if you find your way to respond from pure heartedness. You may touch the minds and hearts of others as great beings have done. Yeah. Uh, and it's only through this that we can really build a community, a family, a society, a nation, uh, a community of any kind through heartfulness, through chitta. And so everything must be taken back to that. Giving ourselves the time to hear the disagreements even, uh, the pain, the accusations, okay. And then ceases, it's been said, it's finished. Now we can proceed. It's amazing how when we touch jitter, there's not much needs to be done. If we don't, there's a lot that needs to be done. Manas is trying to figure out whose fault it is, the law, the system, the da 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 And it hasn't touched into the quality of wisdom and compassion. If we touch into that, what we need to do always is to be wise, clear, compassionate for our own welfare and for the welfare of others. So friends, um, thank you for taking the time to tune in. I hope this is beneficial. Um, um, The whole thing is set up really from attitude of sympathy and concern that people can hear Dhamma in their isolation. And I'm very, feel quite honoured that I've been asked to speak at this occasion. So, um, just taking in any aspects of that that you want to bring to mind before something else jumps into your attention. <laughs> linger, linger. That's another aspect you need to train yourself in. <laughs> linger. Linger, linger, don't jump to the next thing. Linger, take it in. Dharma is deep. So uh, I'll take leave and uh, if conditions are supportive, we may meet again in this room, in this stream. Good afternoon, good morning, good night. and. Uh, May the Dhamma stay with you and give you guidance and protection for your... uh, (laughs) So...